Hey guys, <laughs> how good was worship tonight? It was so good, so good. And Amy, leading without her little friend Erica, that's so good, that's so courageous, so brave. Great job, Amy. And great job, Pastor Beth as well, always able to give us a hand all the time and a great example to all of us. So thank you for coming out tonight. So, um, hey guys, if you don't know me, my name's Claire, but I think everyone might know me. So, hey y'all. Hey y'all. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah. So yeah. So basically tonight, um, we have our little theme of this term of um discipleship and dating. And tonight, ooh, oh I know it's a bit oh spicy, isn't it? So um tonight I really just felt like talking about discipleship, dating, and friendship. Who has friends in this room? Oh, what? Everyone says, what are they? Oh, anyways. Um, so yeah, I'm so excited to um, share this with you tonight. So before we get started in anything, um, I just want to encourage you to bow your heads. We're going to start off by praying tonight. So Lord, I just thank you for um, being here in this room with us tonight. God, I thank you that your spirit is um, moving and alive and, and, and in this room, God. So I just pray tonight, Lord, that um, we can have a heart that's open and ears that are open to, open to what you've got to speak into us and over us tonight, Lord. I just thank you, God, for your word that's alive and living, Lord. And I thank you, God, that we can read it and get a revelation every single time, Lord. So I thank you for being a God who loves us, a God who cares for us, and a God who wants the best for us. Amen, amen. So, so before we get um, into, into it, um, Darcy the legend, who's his first night on multi, he's just killing it by the way. Yeah, Darcy. So we're actually gonna play a little game. And this game is, I call it famous friendship. So, um, does, so basically <laughs> the point of this game is in a second, I'm gonna have a person on the screen, but not just yet, Darcy. So for example, if there was a picture of me on the screen, you'll be like, Claire, who's my, fam- who's my best friend? And then you might say, exactly. Or you might say, Alyssa, you might say, correct. Yeah, you're my best friend. Exactly. So we're going to, we have some famous ones that are going to be on there. So, oh, I should have gotten my prize. Anyway, I should have gotten prizes, but pretend that you're going to get a prize if you guess it right. So just yell it out. So Darcy, can you pop the first one up for us? Oh, Chiching Woody is best friends with Buzz Lightyear. Woo. Uh-huh. Okay. Who's our next one? Mr. Bean. Who? Teddy. Who's his best friend? <gasps> Teddy. We love Mr. Bean. Okay, next one. <gasps> Who's his best? <laughs> All touching. Little Josh got it. Rowley. We love Diver Wimpy Kid too. Who's our next one? <gasps> oh, who's it going to be? Oh, Robin. You got a Flynn. Good job. Okay, and our next one. <laughs> who is it? Correct, Amando. Now, I think that might be all, or there might be one more. Oh, yeah, I think this might be the. Yes! Famous friends, m- m- Donkey. Sweet, I think that might be the last little. I think that's the last one, yeah. So, hey, Darcy, can you hit us with our soundtrack for the night? Can anyone guess it before it starts to play? Guess, this, guess our soundtrack. What's our soundtrack for this? 
Sing it if you know it. Yes, so good. You've got a friend in me. Amazing. Okay, Darcy, you can hear pause again. We don't have to listen to the whole thing. Oh, please don't. So you've got a friend in me. Isn't that such a good thing? Like, I want to be a friend to someone that says, Claire, you're my friend. I'm glad we're friends. And I can say to people like, Chloe, I'm so glad you're my friend. I'm so glad you're in my life. So (laughs) I'm going to, this is like an open floor situation. So shout out to me, what makes like a good friend to you? Oh yes, loyal fire. Funny, okay, yeah. What else? Anyone else? Loyal and funny. That's the only two. Rich. Rich in love, yes. Kind, awesome, caring. Yes, all great points. So I kind of brainstormed a couple too. So what makes a good friend to me is when someone's honest, when someone's trustworthy, when they're loyal, kind, helpful, encouraging, thoughtful, and when they can walk through life with me. So Typically, when you have a friend, like, I don't know about you, but I'm more so attracted to people who are, like, similar to me. So maybe you might like someone with a similar um, music taste, or you might both love, like, football or something, and then you can connect in that way. Like, you kind of attract people who are similar to you. Like, in in a classroom, you both love maths. I don't know. I, I don't. But you both might love the same lesson or the same subject or something like that, right? Is that a bit more attractive? And you can have always something to talk about. Huh? Yeah, a swamp, like these people love a swamp. So they are friends because they love the same thing, right? So, um, so yeah, it's easy, easy to get along with someone when you both enjoy the same things, right? Um, and that's the great thing that we have with social media these days. You know, you can go onto TikTok or go onto like Instagram or Facebook or Snapchat and at the click of a single button on your screen, at the tap of your phone, you can connect with millions of people all around the world in an instant, right? That's just amazing. It's so good. We can connect with anyone, anywhere, pretty much. But at the same time, there's so much disconnect in the world. Like there's wars going on. There's um, there's bullying in places. There's people fighting and there's so much stuff that tries to disunify people. And I, I was looking at this study that was done by Harvard and it was saying, they asked like all of these random people, like, I don't know, they could have asked a youth group, random people, they said, hey, what is one thing that is so meaningful to you that changes your life? And guess what the answer was? It wasn't fame. It wasn't how many likes they got on their Instagram. It wasn't how many views they got. The they, they weren't driven by their best grades. They weren't driven by being the best on their, their sporting team. They said meaningful relationships is what they felt the most joy from. They said, I felt the most accepted and loved when I had friends who cared for me. And I think that is so, um, so encouraging. It shows that people were most encouraged and most um, present when they said, you're my friend. I love you, Michaela. You're so good. You know, when people... When people love you, that makes you feel good, right? When relationships are meaningful, that is so good. And I actually said it's healthy um, for, your, for your physical body and for your psychological um, health to have meaningful relationships in your life, to have meaningful friendships. So that's just powerful. Just, just 
just remember this, that sometimes in life when, you know, you can be a bit of a mean friend or something, but, you know, you can actually change someone's whole life by just being kind to them. You can change um, your relationship with someone by just, by just smiling at them, you know. And I think that's just amazing. So... It is healthy to have friends. And do you know what? Jesus is actually calling people like you and me to be the friend who loves, to be a friend who's kind, to be the friend that sticks around in every season, you know, the hard stuff, the easy stuff, the things that we can rejoice in, the things that we can be sad in. Friends stick around, right? Um, I want to be a steadfast friend. I want to be a friend who's in it for the long haul. It says in Proverbs 17, um, 17, a friend loves all the time. We need relationships. We need people in our life that love us all the time. And I was just encouraged by this. It, it, remind, it made me think, what if being a, a follower of Christ isn't about the value that people can add to our life. It's actually the friendship that we give, the blessing that we give by walking into a room, that we can be a blessing to someone who's lonely. We can make an impact in someone's life when they're lonely and sad and depressed, you know. That that's just that just blows my mind, you know. Um, and the wonderful thing is that in friendships, it's not just all the good stuff, you know. Sometimes you have to talk about the hard stuff, like, like you have to say to me, Claire, you're, why are you doing that? Like, why are you doing that? You have to be real and honest. You say, Chloe, why are you doing that? Why? Like, tell me why. And it's so healthy that you can have friendships that are beautiful and all lovey, but if they can't talk about the hard stuff in your life, if they can't pull you out and say, why are you doing this? Then what's the point? You know, you're not going to grow. You're not going to develop in any way because it's only for show and love. And I don't want to fight with my friends, but I want them to be honest with me because a friend is honest and loyal, right? They don't just say, oh, did you see what Claire did the other day? Like, oh, so bad. Yeah, exactly. Like that's so gross. But they say, Claire, why are you doing that? You can be better than that. You can do better than that. Come on, let's, let's go together, you know? Um, so I want to encourage you, if you have your Bibles here, I want you to open up to Luke chapter 10. And this is um, a, a little story that we're going to read together. So it says, it says this, one day an expert in religious law stood up to test Jesus by asking him this question, teacher, what should I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus replied, what does the law of Moses say? How do you read it? The man answered, you must love the Lord with all your heart, with all your heart, all your soul and all your strength and all of your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. Right. Jesus told him, do this and you will live. The man wanted to justify his actions. So he asked Jesus, well, who's my neighbor then? So Jesus replied with this story. A Jewish man was traveling from Jerusalem down to Jericho and he got attacked by bandits. So just imagine this living my best life, just walking. Next second, baddies attack me. They, I'm on the ground, you know, they've just beaten me up. They stole everything, stole my clothes, stole my shoes, stole all of my money, right? They stole everything. And then it says this. So yeah, there's just someone just dead lying on the ground, right? They stripped him of his clothes. They beat him up and left him half dead on the side of the road. By chance, a priest came along. He saw the man lying there. Guess what he did? He didn't say, oh, I'll help you, man. He actually was like this. Ugh, I just pretend I did not see that. Like, I never saw anything. What are you talking about? He walked across the whole other side of the road to get away from him. A temple assistant then walked across and looked at him lying there. 
Also, he crossed over to the other side of the road and kept on going. Then a despised Samaritan came along. And when he saw the man, he felt compassion for him. Going over to him, the Samaritan soothed his wounds with olive oil and wine and bandaged him up. Then he picked up the man, put him on his donkey and took him to an inn where he took care of him. And the next day he handled the... Um, uh, he handled the innkeeper to, he handed, I can't read, sorry. He handed the innkeeper two silver coins, telling him, take care of this man. I will cover any bills that run higher than this. I'll pay you the next time I'm here. Now, which of these three would you say was a neighbor to the man who was attacked by bandits? Jesus asked. The man replied, this, the one who showed him mercy. Then Jesus said, yes, now go and do the same. That's just a bit of a, now go and do the same. Wow. So, um, yeah, so go and do the same. That is actually so powerful. Jesus said, break the stereotypes of what you think someone should look like. Break the stereotypes of what an ordinary friendship should look like, right? So Samaritans and this guy did not get along. At all. They, were, they were like the opposites. Like, it's like a positive and a negative. They just weren't going to fit together. You know, they clashed. They didn't um, like the same things. It was, it's kind of like if you, um, I don't know, you were like, oh, don't it. I love science. You love maths. Now um, do English together. It doesn't make sense, right? Like you can't, no one wants to do that you know, or like two polar opposite things don't mix well together, right? So, but Jesus said it doesn't have to mix well together because you can still love someone even if you don't believe in the same things. So they were enemies and this Samaritan was supposed to be an enemy to this guy, but he was the only one who helped this beaten up man. Jesus broke the stereotypes of what it was to be a friend. Jesus said, who cares about your differences? help them. Who cares about where this person comes from? Help them. Who cares about their family status or how much money they have, whether they have the nicest clothes, whether they have the latest phone? Who cares? You can still be their friend. Despite the differences, the Samaritan still helped. The Samaritan had compassion and he wasn't like, actually, I've got a whole list of things to do. Like, I don't want to be seen with him. I don't want to help him. My donkey hasn't eaten. Like, like I don't want to help him. Like, that's not my job. He didn't care. He said, I actually want to be the one to help. I, I don't care about all my excuses right now. I want to help. And I want to be that friend that says, I don't care about our differences. I want to help you. I want to be in your life. I want to be your friend. He saw a need and he helped this man. Lying on the road, beaten up, hurting, broken with nothing left. And and we can help too. And it's not normal that, um, like you might not see a uh, like a dead, half dead man, like lying on the road, like on a random day, you might not have your donkey with you, like walking down the street, you know, living your best life. But do you know what? There's everyday situations that we are put in as well. And it, it challenged me to think like, I wonder what this Samaritan's prayer was. I wonder if they woke up in the morning and they were like, God, I pray that you can use me today, God. I pray that you can use me to glorify you, God. I pray that I, I'm available today to, to do something to benefit you, Lord. And it challenged me like, what are my prayers in the morning? What are my prayers that set me up for the day? How many opportunities are we missing because we don't want to pray for something crazy like that? And I can just imagine God being like, oh, like watch this, like watch these two opposite people 
help each other. Like, that's just amazing. And so it doesn't have to be a dead person sitting on, on the side of the road. It can literally, I remember this. I, I was just thinking yesterday, I remember I saw a post on Facebook and it was about Seth. About one year ago when he was at Cheapest Chips, he um, helped carry these boxes to someone's car. And I was like, that's, that's amazing because I wonder if Seth prayed that morning, like, God, I pray that you can use me today. And, and he probably didn't think that he would be helping someone in cheapest chips carrying boxes. Did you think that? But you did. And that's incredible. And I can't wait for, um, for one youth to, um, I can't wait for people to come up to me and say, did you see that person from one youth? Like, did you just see what they did? A, a grandma dropped a $100 note and they picked it up and gave it back to her. They didn't steal it. That's and they glorified God in that. I can't wait to hear the, hear the times when people come to me and say, did you hear what that person from One Youth did? That's so exciting that Seth is in this room. He, he is a part of our youth ministry, a part of our church. And he did that. Like, that's amazing. It's so good. It's so wonderful. And he was just helping someone because he saw the need and he filled that. So that's great. So, okay, I need to speak through because I am running out of time by a second. So, Friendships are foundational. Having friends is a healthy and normal part of our life. God didn't intend you to do life alone. He didn't intend you to just be, you know, all by yourself, like everywhere in your life. Um, in Genesis 2 um, verse 18, it says, sometimes we, we can talk about this as like a, um, like a husband and wife, but also it, you can look at it in the way of like a friend as well. God didn't want us to do life alone. It says, it's not good for the man to be alone. So I'll make a helper who is just right for him. He wants you to have friends who are just right for you, just in your situation as well. He doesn't want you to be walking alone in life by yourself. He wants you to be in community with one another. Um, Proverbs 27 verse nine says, a sweet friendship refreshes the soul. We need friendships who are refreshing, friendships who refresh your soul, who refresh your heart, who refresh your mind, friendships that are encouraging and truthful, honest and vulnerable. We need, we don't only need to model healthy relationships between boyfriend and girlfriend and marriages, but we actually need to model healthy relationships between friendships as well. So we don't need the bad and, and unhealthy things in our friendships like bullying or gossiping or slander, being rude, unhealthy and damaging things. Those are just fake um, friendships that don't last. And I don't know about you, I've been in plenty of those bad friendships that don't last. And I walk out the other side with amazing friends who love God. And I and it's okay if you don't have friends who love God right now, but get around people who love God and they can encourage you, they can push you and they can be in your life to lift you up when, when you're struggling. So um, fake friendships do damage. Um, as opposed to building you up. And I believe that us one youth can be a generation of an example of friendships that are strong and planted in God's word, that we can see friendships grow and flourish in a healthy way. I believe that we can see godly friendships in our schools, like in our sporting teams, in our workplaces, and that it's because one youth are in those places. Um, and that we can be a house of healthy, divine and holy, holy spirit-filled friendships that will last the long haul. Proverbs 18 verse 24 says, there are friends who destroy each other, but a real friend sticks closer than a brother. Friendships actually take a bit of time. They aren't just made overnight. And, you know, maybe sometimes you do meet your best friend in one day and that's amazing. But sometimes friendships actually take time. And um, so be in it for the long haul. Don't just think, oh, can't wait to get out of this class because I don't want to see this person next year. No, 
be in that place because you're meant to be there. You're meant to be friends with people. Um, and it doesn't matter if they're broken and messed up because we were all broken and messed up at one point too. You might still be feeling broken and that's okay because we can meet people right where they're at because Jesus met us right where we're at too. He came into our life at the perfect time. He loves us when we're hurting. He loves us when we're broken. When we have no friends, Jesus became our friend too. And I think it's great because when we're friends, like I remember when I was like not a Christian and I just had, you know, cool, cool, I had friends. But then I went from one friendship that literally changed my life. I went from just having a friendship to walking with someone who made me a disciple. I got to come to um, church. I got to come to youth and I got to be made fresh again. So I'm going to encourage you, you can be the friend that turns a friendship into a discipleship friendship because that is what it's all about. So don't be afraid to ask someone, come to youth with me, come to church with me. We can fear that, you know, our friends will say no, but it's okay. We can just ask them boldly and say, I want to see your life changed. I want to see God move in your life. Pray for your friends. Pray for your family. Pray that God will move. God's spirit will move upon them and they will be made new. Um, I don't know about you. How did, how did some of you get, come to youth? Like, did you just one day like roll up and be, ha, youth is on? Yeah, like normally, well, I had a friend invite me. How many people had friends invite them to youth? See, heaps of people had friends invite them to youth. That's actually the power of a friendship and it changed your life, didn't it? Like it's so, so good. Okay, I, I'm really needing to talk quick. So Jesus calls us, to, calls us to make disciples. Matthew 28, 19 to 20 says, Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Teach them to do all things that I have told you, and I am always with you even to the end of the world. Go and make disciples. There are two things in life that are, that are wonderful. We can be discipled. And we can be discipled and we can be a disciple. So it's like kind of like you're in the middle of something. You can be discipling your friends while also being at youth, being in the house of God, being discipled yourself, being in a life group or being on a team to be discipled. So it, it's just amazing. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to speed right to the end. Okay. Okay, this is my, okay, this is my last point. So, um, so when I was thinking about like, um, like dating, I'm like, oh, I don't have any experience. And how am I going to like talk about that? Like, I don't care. Like I'm single I, and I love it, you know. And I, I think it's so great. So, but I was talking to someone about like discipleship and dating and they were telling me about this like diagram that they had heard about when they were in youth. And it's like this triangle like this. So like this is God up here and this is me and this is my spouse, you know, in the future. And so right now we could be right here, like two, we're just going to go like that. So that's us right now. If I was so desperate, you know, we could easily be like, ha, meet you in the middle, bro. But we don't have to do that. When we keep pushing our way towards God, when we keep listening to him, you know, when we're both rooted in God's word, when we're both chasing after God with our hearts, you know, God will just plop someone in our life. You know, we don't have to stress and be like, oh, I really need a boyfriend by tomorrow. Like, we don't have to be like that because it's, it's not, it doesn't actually matter. Being in a relationship, you know, with a boy or a, or a girl, if you're a boy, like, it doesn't define you. It's okay to be single. It's okay to embrace the season of life that you're in. But do you know one thing that you can do while you're single is that you can actually pray for your husband. You can actually pray for your future. So I always, whenever Piper's in my little, in little groups with me, 
we always get to the point of, oh, let's pray for like Piper's future husband. Let's pray for Piper's. <laughs> and do you know, it's always so funny because people are always laughing about that. And they're like, ah, oh, so funny. But do you know the thing is that there's actually power in prayer. And I want to pray for my future. And if my future has um, an like a marriage in it, or if my future is that I'll have children or whatever my future looks like, I want to be praying into my future. And that's the same that you can do. Even if you just go in your bedroom and say, God, I pray like that my relationship is healthy. It doesn't matter. It doesn't like, let's be bold in our prayers because God hears all of our prayers, right? Um, so I just might welcome up Pastor Beth to um, almost lead us in a song. So Here's a little challenge for you. So sometimes we can be like, oh, like I have all these like ideas. Like I want my husband to like be planted in church. Like I want my, or my future husband, I want him to be um, generous. I want him to like be loving and forgiving and kind. And then, but you think this, you can say, I want someone to be kind, but are you actually kind? Like you can say, I want a spouse who works hard, but then are you actually working hard? I want someone who's um, loving, but are you actually loving? If you want someone who's generous, are you being generous too? Um, you want someone who's strong in their faith, but are you strong in your faith? Like I want all, like we might have a list on our phone or a list in our hearts that like what you want, but we actually have to attract the same thing, you know? Um, so we can have these expectations, but let's be the expectation tonight. Let's, let's be all those things that we want to see in a healthy relationship. Let's grow ourselves in faith and um, then we can be amazing partners to our future partners as well. So um, we, might just, um, we, can, we might just finish in prayer and then I'll welcome up Pastor Josh to pray over us. So if you just want to close your eyes and we can pray together. So Lord, I just thank you for um, tonight, Lord. I thank you for speaking to us. I thank you for speaking into our hearts, Lord. And I pray God that um, we can have received something tonight, Lord, that um, can change our perspective, Lord, that can change our heart. Um, So right